I'm Matt Bellany, founding partner of Puck News, and I'm covering the inside conversation about money and power in Hollywood. With my new show, The Town, I'm going to take you inside Hollywood with exclusive insight on what people in show business are actually talking about. Multiple times a week, I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know, journalists, insiders, all of whom can break down the hottest topics in entertainment to tell you what's really going on. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. You know it sounds good after a long day? Ice cream. I love ice cream. Right now is the perfect time to get some. Sonic has half-price shakes every night after 7 p.m. when you order online or in the app. Just think of it, all that creamy, soft serve, hand-mixed with your favorite flavors for half the price in any size. Listen, a lot of people like goofy shakes. I like vanilla shakes. You can throw 40 flavors at me. You know what I'm going to order? You know what I love the most? vanilla shakes. It's perfect because me and my family, at least once a week, we still all get ice cream together when we're together. Grab Sonic Half Price Shakes after 7 p.m. now. Exclusions apply. Available for a limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. The Rewatchables is brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find, what's it called? Prestige TV Podcast. No, the one, what's the one you do with oh, the watch, uh, Andy yeah. Johnson? Yeah, what's yeah. his name? Yeah, Andy Johnson. Andy Johnson. <laughs> That's right. Andy Hertz. Uh, <laughs> the watch you can find. You can also find the Ringer Fantasy Football Pod with Craig Horlbeck. What are you going to talk about now, Craig? We're talking draft. It's it's the Ringer NFL draft show now until May. You Who's guys the, had a great episode the other day, the quarterbacks one. Oh, thanks. Yeah, nice yeah. job. My name is Bill Simmons. Hello, Chris. <laughs> I'm the man you're looking for. I'm Billy. The Vanishing is next. When Jeff's girlfriend disappeared, Diane! he imagined the worst. He's gone, Jeff. You just have to learn to accept that. And then... Hello, Jeff. I'm the man you're looking for. He lived ah! Where's Jeff? You find out everything. You must experience what she experienced. Is he dead? Jeff Bridges, Kiefer Sutherland, Nancy Travis. No! The Vanishing, written R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. All right, The Vanishing came out in 1993. Yeah. It was a box office bomb. Uh-huh. Was reviled for the fact that it remade a beloved Dutch horror movie. Yes. Dutch or Danish? It Danish. was Dutch. It was a French-Belgian co-pro, but it was in Dutch, yeah. It starred Jeff Bridges during a really fun Jeff Bridges run. It starred Kiefer Sutherland before he became really a true star. Yeah. Um, it had Sandra Bullock before she was famous. It cost $20 million. You're just 14, gonna skip right over Nancy Travis. I see how we're doing it. <laughs> 14.5 million. Yeah, Nancy Travis. I, I love this movie. And every once in a while in the rewatchables, we want to do movies that we love. Yeah. That we feel like everyone else was wrong. And this is a, everyone else was wrong. I'm in the right. For 30 years, I feel like this comes on. I'm like, 
all right, I'll watch to the part when he doesn't know where he's playing hacky sack. He doesn't know where Sandra Bullock is. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bridges just showed up as he's doing it. Well, I'll watch the end of this. And what is it about this movie? The, the formative movies for you and me, the ones that really raised us and the ones that got us where we are today are where they took movie stars and then they fucking terrorized them. <laughs> And this was such a big thing in the 90s where it was like, let's get Michael Douglas, let's get Julia Roberts, let's get Annabelle Shiora, and then let's just terrorize them with a scenario. And this is like, on its surface, like the original, we can do the original versus the remake or whatever, but on its surface, this is such a great idea because it's something everybody's had a pang of. You've been somewhere and then all of a sudden, whether it's your kid, your spouse, your whatever, is missing. And now, hopefully everybody listening to this, that's never happened for more than five minutes or whatever. But it's such a good premise. And then they just take it further and further and further and further in this movie. I remember the trailer. 93. So we're going to be doing a lot of 1993 movies this year. And this is one of the reasons we picked The Vanishing. I remember the trailer and being like, yeah, definitely seeing that. Yeah. And I didn't know I, I didn't know about the, uh, the, the 1988 version of this. But um, I was completely satisfied when I left the theater. I was surprised that it wasn't reviewed well. And then I was living with uh, my buddy Jeff Gallo in Charlestown, and this was on all the time. And we just kind of started talking like Barney, and make, like we'd be like, "You want to go to Dunkin' Donuts? Let's go drink the coffee." <laughs> and just Jeff Bridges is so crazy in this movie. He's had such an would odd you, career. Would you make re- lunch for Gallo and be like, "I hope you liked roast beef"? <laughs> it's it's such a great weird performance yeah. that he gets no credit for at all. His body, like physically, he's not that old at this point. Like a year later, he makes Blown Away, the Boston yeah. Fire Will Tommy Lee Jones that? movie. I have a lot of. I mean, it would just be me complaining about it for an hour and a half about how they use the city of Boston <laughs> and how they're going downhill for the last fifteen minutes somehow. Um, but he's like really in his prime as an this A-list is his big actor. revival, yeah. But it seems yeah. like he's like sixty in this movie, and fit. he's got like a little pot belly. He's got this weird part one of the hairdo. worst haircuts in American film history. And he's just a lunatic, and you're buying it, and you're like, I'm. I kind of like hanging out with this guy. I'm scared of him. I don't know. I thought it was a really good performance. Did you ever see that Matt Damon video where he's telling the story about Malkovich showing up on the set of Rounders and like? the prank first take he does with the, like, if you want to see the money, like, and everybody's just like, uh, yeah. do you think that happened on this movie with Jeff Bridges? They just accent? never intervened. It's like they, they got like three, three days into shooting and they're like, what's, is he just get, this is the, accent. are you going to talk to him about the voice or is that like, or do you think that the director who's, who's, you know, Dutch or whatever is like, that voice sounds great to me. Good job, Jeff Printed. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I, I. this is a probably an answerable question we could do now. I have no idea why Barney has this accent. He yeah. lives in Seattle. He grows up in Seattle. They show him like, oh, as a, as a kid, I stood on the on the ledge and I just kept, I jumped. Um, it's like, so you're a legend, like the Lake of Washington, but you have an accent. Um, it's an insane performance. It catches him. It catches Kiefer, who became Jack Bauer 10 years later. Sure. And you can't, or seven years later, and you can't watch him in anything and not think of Jack Bauer. I watch him now and I just think this is Jack Bauer. Yeah, but this is closer to his Flatliners, Lost Boys. Yes. And I guess like younger post, Jack post Bauer. Post Stand By Me, Kiefer Sutherland. So really like one of the hottest young actors in Hollywood at the time. And there, is he with Julia in 93? Well, so I had this as a problem and answerable. I'm doing all my problem and answerable questions now. Does he take this movie? Because two years earlier, Julie Roberts left him on the altar, for at Jason the altar Patrick. for Jason Patrick. And 
it was the real life vanishing. She's just gone. They're about to get married. <laughs> Might have been more subtle. And so he's that. getting scripts and he's like, oh, I like this one about this guy whose girlfriend disappears. It's really hitting home. <laughs> I think that there was a lot of juice by this project when it first came out. So like, just yeah. as a little bit of context, the 1988 version of The Vanishing is somewhere between an art film and a thriller. It's really, really sparse. It doesn't have quite the same like music to this and it basically doesn't have the Rita character. So it doesn't have the Nancy Travis Rita's character. in there, but out. She's yeah, like, you're she's too weird as about. Major, as major of like a detective in, as she is in, in this movie. Uh, and The Vanishing, the first Vanishing, is notable for the bleakness of its ending. And when George Sluzer, the guy who directed the film, was brought in to do the American remake, he had negotiated essentially like, great, I'll, I'll do it. But we have to keep the ending. Like the ending is the whole point of the movie is that your right. obsession kills you, right? He's like, we're keeping the ending, right? I'm like, yeah, totally. And then they showed it to like six people in Sherman Oaks, and they were like, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Well, the guy who he made the deal with, Joe Roth, yeah. left for another studio. Yeah. So the new guy came in, and poor George, who's like, George is like, so I have this movie. So the ending, <laughs> we're still going to keep the ending, and they're like, uh, one more test screening, and then they uh, they go film. The extra 20 minutes. Yeah. So a movie ending the way this movie, would you rather have had it end that way or the way, the ridiculous way it ends here where he gets saved? Well, I kind of wonder whether or not if this movie, a couple of different things would have to change. But if this movie was the original and was the Hollywood version of this and somebody, Todd Graff had written an original screenplay that, that had that ending, do you get fight, do you get seven like a few years earlier? Like are people oh. like, holy shit. You gotta see the vanishing because of the ending, right? You know so what I mean. They, so if they did to seven what they did with this movie, it's a it's like a mannequin head in the yeah. box, not Gwyneth right. Paltrow, and she's just being held at gunpoint, right? And then she gets saved. I don't know why they don't make movies like this anymore. And I was thinking about like another one that's like this is Breakdown with Kurt Russell. Yeah. There's really no reason that movie even exists. It's, this guy just gets terrorized by a trucker and then you go into this whole weird world where the trucker lives with these two other people and he has to free his wife from the basement. And it's just a bizarre but really fun movie. But yes. more importantly, it's just like, I just like hanging out with Kurt Russell. In yeah, this it's weird a scenario movie. movie. It's yeah. like you could write it on the back of a matchbook be like, guy's wife vanishes. Do they make scenario movies anymore? They make them as horror movies now. Right. So I think that they've just basically like turned up the volume on like how extreme the scenarios are and also the violence. And then they make them as horror movies because horror movies are reliably profitable, even though movie the movie industry is in such dismay. So if they made this in 2023, Barney is like a serial killer. Yeah. Or he Barney moves on from is, Jeff. He kills Rita. Yeah. He just starts killing everyone in Jeff's life. Right. And I also don't think probably, I mean, like you could see a Blumhouse version of this movie where like Kevin Bacon is the killer. And I don't know, or Ethan mm. Hawke is the killer. It's like black phone. Yeah. But what I really miss is the stuff getting elevated by the fact that Kiefer Sutherland, Sandra Bullock, and Nancy Travis, Nancy Travis is kind of ridiculous in this movie, but Kiefer Sutherland and, and, and Sandra Bullock are like on their way to being pretty big movie stars if they're not already. And yeah. like you just can't see Chris Evans and Florence Pugh playing the couple. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. It's not. It's but like, almost, why wouldn't you want to do it? It's an hour and forty five minutes. It can't. They they shot it outside Seattle. Like, you knock it out. It's like, and if you say Chris Evans's wife disappears at a gas station, I'm in. I feel like they're making. I feel like Gerard Butler is remaking all of these movies that we <laughs> love. It's like bad three versions at of once them. and yeah. puts them all. In the it just kind of merges them yeah. in different things. Um, Jeff Bridges has this run here. 
from 88 to 94, where he makes Tucker, The Man in His Dream, which is a Coppola movie that was supposed to be his big. Yeah. Jeff Bridges was one of those guys where he was like the athlete that every year they were telling us he was going to be the MVP in the league and right. it just kind of never happened. And then he has this awesome stretch with Fabulous Baker Boys, which I think might be my favorite Jeff Bridges movie. Okay. Other than this one, which I've seen the most times. The Fisher King, American Heart, The Vanishing, Fearless, Blown Away. And he's definitely an A-lister, but he's making different choices than the usual A-listers. Like, who's he competing against? Val Kilmer. He's kind of, yeah. that, those kind of group crews is at the top of the mountain. What's Is he like a little younger than Pacino, right? He's like, yeah, like five, he, six, seven years younger than like the Duval De Niro Pacino class of guys. He's kind of between them because his first big movie was Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. I love that movie. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's like 75, him and Clint. Yeah. And then King Kong was supposed to be his Jeff Bridges is the biggest star in the world movie and it never quite made it. Right. And then he just had, he had a lot of at-bats where it's like, no, this is the one. I love Starman. I thought Starman, Starman was great. Starman is one where it was like, this is going to be a big blockbuster. Fisher King, he gets nominated for, I believe, right? Or did yeah. Robin, Robin Williams? By, by the late 80s, people are like, oh, maybe it didn't happen with one Matt. Like, a, he never had his Top Gun. Yeah. But the totality of the movies started to add up. Oh, you can go through 90s. his filmography and yeah. you probably, or you can't count on two hands the amount of movies that you'd be like, oh, put on Starman, put on Fearless, put on White Squall. Like, I mean, it just, yeah. it kept going and it's been almost a 50-year career. I think this is my favorite kind of choice that he made. <laughs> it's so weird that he's in this movie. Like, yeah. It really should have been, I I don't know, not somebody as famous or as successful Do as him. Do you think that people were getting, because of Cape Fear and Silence, Silence is what, 92, right? Oh, that's a good call. So, so, so like Silence basic, and Cape Fear, I need my villain movie. I need my serial killer. My I need crazy my, villain. My psycho killer, yeah. And I think it was probably in the water at that point where you're just like, that's that's the that's the challenge. Do you like roast beef? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have this roast beef sandwich for you in my glove compartment. I think one of the reasons this movie is so rewatchable and why I've loved it so much for 30 years is how fucking weird Barney is. Yeah. Barney is one of you know, he's in the Mount Rushmore with like Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs and just on that level of like, I don't even know how they conceived of this person. Well, the best part is, is that when they do, when they finally get Barney to explain himself and he's doing all the flashbacks to him being a kid and then him yeah. being a dad who rescues the girl drowning, I'm like, that's not what I'm curious about. What I'm curious about is what's up with you and your wife? <laughs> Why is your daughter rooting for you to have an affair? Yeah, your daughter is like, Dad, do you have a girlfriend? Every five minutes, you spend all your time in this weird cabin, and your wife is either like completely blitzed on volume or yeah. doesn't care that you have no friends. You know, because at the birthday party, it's just like him and his daughter. It's right. Like, Here I am with my two best friends. Like, you couldn't get one guy from Barney's chemistry class to be like, hey, man, you want a bush light? Like, <laughs> I don't think he was a great hang, Barney. Yeah, you think? I don't think he was getting invited over for charades on Thursday night. Yeah. Like, you just invited Barney ever? Pr Definitely Professor not. Cousins staring at the missing posters again. <laughs> totally normal. Yeah. Isn't that a red flag, too? <laughs> it's like, He's just going by the board. With I the admire his perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> He's so weird. Uh, we're going to get into all the parts that just are unbelievable about this movie. Here's but I want to mention. Oh, go ahead. Salon wrote a piece 12 years ago that named this the worst remake of all time. If you like the original, this is basically like sacrilegious. 
Well, you know it was sacrilegious to our guy, Raj. Yeah, he fucking hated this movie. He gave, this is the first time we've done how many movies, Craig? Like at least 275, something like that. This is the first one star we've ever done from Raj. Raj one fucking starred this. He said, Sluzer was hired to come to America and direct the English language remake himself. But he has savaged his masterpiece as thoroughly as a hired hack had been brought in to do the job. <laughs> and then he says... They, him and the producers believe the American movie audience is so witless it will not accept uncompromising fidelity to a story idea. Are Europeans deserving of smart, cynical filmmaking, but Americans have to be approached on a more elementary level? I don't know. I simply know that George Sluzer has directed two films named The Vanishing, and one is a masterpiece, and the other is laughable, stupid, and crude. <laughs> one star. <laughs> Holy shit, Raj! I can't. I got music. Yeah, my feelings were hurt. Yeah, because I'm like, I love the Vanishing. Am I like an idiot? Am I a bad person? No, but the Vanishing is also if you just watch the Vanishing in a vacuum, right? Like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I guess I'll watch the Vanishing because these guys are talking about it. First of all, you have to go find it on Cinemax, which is the only place where it's streaming right now. Yeah, Directv has it. Second of all, if you treat this as if it's like your movie of the week that you're gonna treat yourself to, like I. I can understand why you might be disappointed in me and Bill, but you have to understand that this movie was just on constantly. It was. All the time. And all that for this probably, is like, I told Craig, like it's, it was on for seven straight years yes. on HBO and Cinemax. So when it's movies like this, when it's like Proof of Life, where like I can understand, like I love Proof of Life, but if you sat down and were just like, I'm going to watch one film this month, it'll be Proof of Life. I, I understand why you'd be disappointed. If you saw Proof of Life one and a half times a day, yeah. For six months, you'd be pretty into David Caruso. Yeah, I feel like I've spent as much time with Barney as I have with like Tony Soprano. Yeah. She's all the time being weird, practicing his his arm sling trick. One of the great things about this movie that I just really appreciate is the first 10 minutes, Yeah, it's a whole other movie. It's just this fucking maniac trying to figure out how he's going to do his chloroform, chloroform abduction trick. Yeah. All, and to the point where he picks up his little girl at school, and even she's like, "Dad's fucking weird." Yeah, like he, he's like, "Oh, got your nose," just to test how my arm reaches over to chloroform a woman. And then she's kind of like, "Cool." And then the seatbelt comes. Yeah, and she's like, "Is Dad gonna kill me?" So right away we have the weirdest vibe ever for a movie, and then all of a sudden we're in a different movie with Kiefer Sutherland and Sandra Bullock, and it's like, "Wow, that girl's cute." Like her? Is that the girl? What was that? What was that? Uh, that potion movie she was in, Love Potion Number Nine. Yeah, that's how she, I knew her. This is right around uh, Speed, too, right? Yeah, that Speed was a year later. Yeah. So she's, that's how I knew her. But I was like, wow, this girl's cute. I hope this, this isn't the one that's going to vanish, right? Right. Yeah. Turns out it was. And then Kiefer just goes off the rails immediately. Well, the other great thing about the, the opening, I'd say 20 minutes, is you get the Barney stuff, which is just, will be legendary forever because like of of chloroforming yourself yeah and the tests he's running where he's like sniffing the rag and then he's like <laughs> stop watch trying to basically abduct women at pike place market but like more for like checking his heart rate yeah and then they get into this like 15 minute sequence with Kiefer sutherland and sandra bullock that's like a pretty good like couple fight yeah you know, like he's Agreed. pissed because she doesn't want to go mountain biking in this like forest fire, basically. And then they come back down and he's like run out of gas. And it's like, you've passed, you've passed 10 places. Like it's a really, really good setup to this. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh, take a break and then we'll do the categories. This episode is supported by State Farm. 
Think about your first reaction after you have an accident. What do you do? You scream, oh no, or man, oh, why did this happen? On the flip side, let's say you buy a new car or you lease a new car, get in there and it smells great. And you're like, man, this is awesome. But just remember, really the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to somebody. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Spring comes with a lot of chores because, you know, spring cleaning. One thing you can clean up right away, your phone bill. Just switch to Mint Mobile. They have unlimited talk, text, data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. $15 a month. That's like you can subscribe to two movie channels for that. I mean, what a great deal. Also, super easy to switch plans. Everyone gets so intimidated by, oh, my God, I don't know if I should switch my plan. It's not that hard. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash rewatch. That's us. That's mintmobile.com slash rewatch. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $50 a month for a first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, most rewatchable scene. You could say the first 10 minutes are rewatchable if you're into Barney Cousins being a psycho. Um, Sandra Bullock's big scene. Yeah. I have down. Why are you getting so upset? Because nobody can see us until they are right on top of us. Why didn't you stop? We passed 10 places. They can see us fine, okay, Diane? Oh, God. She's throwing 130 miles an hour. Right. Her in this movie in Speed, is so I don't know what I would have done to date to her for six months at that point in my life. Yeah. But murder was in play. If uh, she was like, I'll date for six months, but you have to kill this guy, I've been like, where does he live? Are you a big push the gas tank to empty guy? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually run out of gas, but I've taken it. Uh-huh. Really tight, yeah. like where, like the it just says zero and it's flashing, and you're just driving, and the and you're you're, you're the person you're driving with is like, there's another place to get gas, there's another place to get gas, and you're just like, I can get to the next exit, I can do <laughs> I it. Got this. <laughs> it's a little hero ball, right? Yeah, I know so this car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't do that with your girlfriend. The uh, her going in and then him kind of waiting by the car, yeah, and then that moment where he's like, wait a second, this has been a half hour, and it also has that piece of. You know, 10% that she just ditched me. Yeah, right. Because they've had this bad fight. Yeah. They don't seem super in love. Like, they do obviously have, like, the gesture, they like, the swear gesture that they do to each other. But they don't seem, like, meant for each other in some ways. You know? Which you've thrown in, because we're in Seattle in 93. Would Should he have been more of, like, an annoying grunge music guy? Oh, no. I was going to say Sonic's guy. Oh, oh, like a big Sean Kemp guy? Just always talking about the Rain Man. <laughs> Will you shut the fuck up about Gary Payton? If I have to about Derek McKee one more time. <laughs> Doing that and Sub Pop, Peter Space. Yeah. Because there was a version where he's a super annoying Seattle guy, and that's why she's kind of yeah, like, Yeah, the house hey, that like Nancy Travis guy? lives in looks kind of like a singles house. That would have been funny if she lived in the singles apartment <laughs> that's complex. That's right. <laughs> um, I love all of that part. I love the part when... um. 
when when um I guess those are that's one giant scene. Yeah, right? you can oh, say they're Sandra opening Bullock. 25 minutes up to the point where she vanishes. I like when he gets mad at the cop too. Yeah. And he's like, sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to move back. Yeah, I want your face to go back to where it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um next one is Rita cracking the password. I love cracking the password yeah. scenes. It always works in movies. In real life, never. You could be at, at your girlfriend's computer for seven hours. And yeah, but she's doing like anagrams. Yeah, she's like, she kind of, she solved it and then puts the wig on. And the, it's so Hitchcock in De Palma. She gets dressed up like Diane to go find him. Nancy Travis with the black wig looking great. <laughs> you really, like, I don't you know. really like Sandra Bullock a lot. I was <laughs> like, wow, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she should try that for a movie. Um, I love the stuff like, it starts out with the children thing and then the person who keeps the journal to themselves that's way more information than you're ever I know <laughs> I've moved the command post <laughs> Rita's suspicious it's like who would write that how is that in a journal um, and then she does the is that what you want and then we get into the conundrum yeah. which is one of the reasons I love this movie of of him saying it's it it's, it's not knowing you know what I do sometimes I pretend I have a choice I have the power either to let her go on living wherever she is happy and never know anything about what happened to her or she can be dead and I get to find out everything that happened to her. So I let her die. I swear to God, I wish she were dead. You do not know what it is like to not know. Yeah, what's what's the, it's like, it's basically he's like, if I could, if I could know what happened, I would marry you right now. But if I could have the choice to go back three years, basically, like he's like, I, I think I would do that. You know what her response probably should have been, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> have your stuff out by tomorrow. Well, she's a real ride or die. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we, I have yeah. it coming up. Um, next one is when, um, when Barnett, when all of a sudden it's not over. Rita gets pissed. She goes to get her stuff in the apartment, decides to leave the answer machine, and Barney shows up. Yeah. And it seems like he's going to go after her, but here's the answer machine message. And they do the thing where he goes, it seems like he leaves, but then he's behind the door after she leaves. One of my favorite horror yeah, movie to, tricks. To stand behind the door? Yeah. yeah I, I don't think in real life it could be pulled off. I feel like I would always know if no, somebody No, when you walk into door. your house, if like there's anything amiss, you're kind of like, on a sub to like you're aware of it there's shadows like I've tried to scare my kids so many times <laughs> with shit like this and they know every time I've never once successfully pulled it off even when Ben was like six you can't they always know somebody's behind the door around well the now corner. you have the problem with Ben would fucking karate chop you oh in my the God. thorax that's like 176 <laughs> now um Jeff shows up is the next one this is what I have for most rewatchable scene Hi, you've reached 555-8767. Please leave a message after the beat. Hello, Jeff. I'm the man you're looking for. I'm Barney. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> I'm the man you're looking for. I'm Barney. I'm Barney. He shakes the keychain. Kill me if you want to. You have every right. Then he does the, I'm sorry, were you done? Yeah. After he took like 15 rib kicks. I love when somebody gets their ass kicked 
But yet there's and they some have sort of ulterior response. motive and like whatever. But like he should have been in the hospital after that. Yeah. That was like 12 broken Do you ribs. think Kiefer got a little too into the beatdown scene? Oh, I think he went a little Lieutenant Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely came out. He was ready to shave his head and start screaming at uh, Tom Cruise. That scene's great. It's so weird. Yeah. Everything about it's weird. It's not weirder than Jeff and Barney's drive, though. No, that's next to car ride. <laughs> I'm not a rapist. It's really important to me that you understand that. <laughs> It is. That's when he's also like get, going to the glove compartment to get this old yeah. roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm some bad stuff, but rapist? No. Yeah. Did did I did I steal your girlfriend and bury her alive? I did. I did. So they get pulled over by a cop. There. They do, and it's one of the weird. If Raj had some points, maybe it's that's the, that's a really like it's just sort of like what's you'll never the, know what's the downside of getting this guy in an interrogation room with the police. Yeah, you know who he is. He has the keys. Yeah, he's admitted it. He sent you a letter with facts that only you would know. Yeah, feels like we have the murder. What he's just never going to tell. Um, that's when Jeff does his whole speech about how he saved the girl in the water. This movie gets weird at this point. Saving a person's life may have made me a hero. <laughs> But did it make me a good person? If I could be truly good, I had to be truly evil. It's like, ah, that's probably not how it works, Barney. <laughs> but then he goes, they kind of made sense. Well, it's all about this guy's like is obsessed with free will and whether or not he could just do whatever he wants to do, and also about the balance of the scales of good and evil. Yeah. Well, our our Moscow murders that you and I are obsessed by. Yeah. Have you that guy? The guy who they think did it has Brian, he started whatever. chirping? Or is that well, just on his Reddit post? He's been they said about, about like his background where he has that thing where he he can't like feel anything. He's got the white noise. Yeah, and it's just like he. And they've said they've had this with certain criminals where they can't really feel anything. So it's almost like they need to do something horrible to feel, right. which I think is what Barney's trying to say. Kind of like you at blackjack thing. tables. <laughs> <laughs> after, <laughs> after my eleven cigarette, twenty of Jack and Coke. Um. The Barney abduction flashback is really good. Yeah. When we like, oh, we're actually going to find out what happened here. You know, my boyfriend, he he would really appreciate something like that. Um, where, where'd you get that? I repped them. They're French. I handle sales for the whole Northwest Territory. Wow. And I'll tell you what. If you promise not to tell my boss the next time you're in Paris... I'll let you have one of the samples for cost. They're in my car. Really? Hmm. With a new product. I think it's a good idea to have people seeing wearing it around town. 22 bucks. Wow, that's cheap. If I told you the markup we get for these retail, you'd die. Do you want one? It makes me so fucking mad at Diane, though, where I'm like, why are you going up to guys at soda fountains and being like, cool bracelet? Yeah. <laughs> I have one in you, my car. Can you break a five? Cool accent, weird accent guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, can I break, can, can you take me into the, uh, behind the gas station? <laughs> what is that? Why does that say tiles? It's teals. It's a French company. I'm out. Can you get in the car? No, I actually can't. I'll stand right here. Get me one of the bracelets. Yeah, she's a moron. To drink the coffee scene. That's why I don't need a gun. Your obsession is my weapon. Just like you're my laboratory rat. 
I've provided the materials, you've built a cage. Only now, you can't escape what you've constructed. But still, if you want to know what happened to her, you have to go through the same exact things. I feel like Jeff should have figured this out at this point. It's like, I think right. he has figured it out. That's the thing. So he just wants to die? No, I think he's like, even in dying or even in whatever happens next, I'm going to know. And the ultimate so thing like, is like, I don't care if love I love being an unpublished author, whatever it is, there's dreams or ambitions where he's like, the thing I have to do in my life is find out what happened to this woman, even if it means I die. So is this guy more or less pathetic than the guy from Sideways? Uh, I think I think he might might be a little bit more. We should do an unpublished author month <laughs> instead of one word movie month. <laughs> the day before yesterday more, right? <laughs> by Miles versus Untitled versus Jeff by Harriman. Jeff Harriman. <laughs> uh, Jeff. Look at your life. You have nothing. <laughs> Who is Jeff Harriman if he's not the guy looking for Diane? Good points. Jeff, look at your life. You have nothing. No job. No money. No love. No peace of mind. It's been three years you've put yourself through this hell. At what point do you finally say, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and miraculously be over this? <laughs> That's when... Jeff Harriman, though, I think has got like a classic strength and conditioning coach name. And that's where he should have gone after this. It's just like... The University, University of Washington D-backs coach. <laughs> just coaching hand technique. <laughs> if somebody had taken Liz Kelly three years ago and Craig was just like... All he was doing was putting up flyers uh -huh. around the office and doing talk shows. At what point would we have been like, she's not coming back? Like two years in? So is he still recording the rewatchables? He's but, still like, working for us. When but you get to the end of like, you know, a podcast about my best friend's wedding, you're like, Craig, any thoughts? And you're like, like Where I am she? still <laughs> looking for Liz. <laughs> she was right there. She went to get two sodas. Uh, All right, Craig, thanks a lot. Like at one point. <laughs> next time on the rewatchables. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> Two years, one month, two days. <laughs> oh, God. Um, at what point are you just a lunatic? That's one of the things with this He's movie. He's a lunatic when he walks into the diner and he looks like Kiefer Sutherland from Lost Boys. Right. He's full crazy at that point, yeah. Yeah, like who's crazier, him or Barney? It's like a <laughs> fucking toss-up. So he, he says, uh, Barney says, that's why I don't need a gun. Your obsession is my weapon. It's my Which is the, one of the great, that's best quote, obviously. One of the great quotes of all time. Yeah. I told uh, my buddy Jeff that we were doing this movie and he just texted me back that my obsession was his weapon. I mean, it's just like, th that's classic Belichick. To just take away the one guy. <laughs> he takes away the <laughs> team's, the other team's best weapon. The obsession is my weapon. <laughs> I know you want to throw to Tyree Kill. <laughs> he double teamed Kelsey. <laughs> um, next rewatchable scene, I just wrote down, Jeff wakes up in a coffin. Yeah. One, it, one, of, my, one of my biggest fears. In the movie theater, this was terrifying. Yeah. There's this, there's Kill Bill, there's Buried, the Ryan Reynolds movie. It's just like being buried alive. It's like my biggest fear. Yeah. I have nothing to add. Like, I think I'd rather honestly take my chances with a shark. Yeah, you could at least get a couple punches in. Right. And you'd have a story to tell. You're like, yeah. I had this in, <laughs> I had this in Pick and Nits, but 
If you're going to die in the coffin, if you're Jeff, don't you use the lighter and set the coffin on fire and try to kick your way out? Or would you just die immediately of smoke inhalation? I think you'd die. You'd die of smoke inhalation. But you're going to die anyway. You go, I would just be kicking as hard as I could, probably. Well, I would, just, I would try and do the, the bride from Kill Bill 2, man. Yeah. Just punch the root. You wouldn't try to set the top of it on fire? Like you just die immediately. Presumably, he's under six feet of dirt. So, like, I don't really know. You just incinerate yourself. But couldn't you light one part to loosen it up and then kick it? I don't think you have a lot of flexibility there. Yeah. I'm glad you thought this through, though. I did. And I eventually arrived at, like, I'd probably try to set the coffin on fire and then I would have burned to death and be like, why did I do that? This is also a really good advertising for smoking, though. Imagine being buried alive without a lighter. Right. At least he could see it. What are you going to do with your iPhone flashlight, you know? Oh, I'm buried. <laughs> this thing isn't going to light anything on fire. The last two is when Rita flips it on Barney. I like when she says, that's right, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> I like when shithead is used in movies like this. And then the uh, shovel in the face ending was pretty good. My favorite is the entire stretch from Barney shows up to Jeff beats the shit out of him to they go to the, your obsession is my weapon, drink the coffee. Yeah. The coffin. I can't even pick a favorite. That's such a good twenty minutes. I think my my favorite, most rewatchable is is Jeff at the gas station when he's realizing she's gone. It's like oh. legitimately terrifying. What's age the best? Mentioned how they set up Barney's craziness. I love that. I love that. We only know her name is Diane, but then they kind of stealth put in there her name's Diane Shaver. Okay, which is an anagram for she vanished. Oh. What are the odds that Jeff loved anagrams and his <laughs> girlfriend's name was She Vanished by scrambling it? I like when Rita finally is like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And he goes, go ahead, run like a coward. At least Diane was taken by force. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pathetic. Jeff was a loser. Uh, I like that the seminal, terrible tragedy event that, that triggers somebody's cigarette smoking. Oh my god, dude! I have one of my I favorite movie Kiefer devices. Light, lighting up a dart the second Diane disappears. Yeah, it's like get in there, Kiefer. <laughs> yeah. What do you got to live for now? The name Barney. Yeah, it's a great villain name. Oh, it's amazing, Barney Cousins. Barney Cousins. Yeah, sounds like he would be like the third string center on the <laughs> Seattle Supersonics. Um, I like being here with Sandra Bullock in this, like, right before she becomes it's a massive fun of, star. It's fun when you get stage. to see the, like, what's the thing that this person has that then the rest of the world would realize. And Kiefer, too. Yeah. Because this is like, he's basically like loser Jack Bauer in this, but he has something. Then Nancy Travis, who you and I, we haven't done internal affairs Not yet. Not yet. We're she, saving that for a very special occasion. She's throwing 101 in that movie. Nice little run and then kind of just drifts into sitcom yeah. kind of things. But, she was kind of in the mix there for a couple of years. Oh, for sure. I was like there. Yeah. She could have, I don't know where she went wrong. I don't think I she guess went like wrong. I guess like this would have been, she needed like this movie to be a hit or she needed to be the wife in a bigger movie, like Blown Away, something like that. She just never had the movie. Right. Uh, what else aged the best for you? I mean, you already covered your obsession as my weapon. Yeah. Uh, I think also when Nancy Travis is like, no secrets, Jeff, in the heart or on the lips. <laughs> that's good. That's it's good just one. like a weird thing. <laughs> the uh, Kid Cudi Pursuit of Happiness Award for Best Needle Drop. I didn't. There's really only Copacabana plays in this yeah, when they're that, getting hammered. Big Kahuna Burger Award for Best Use of Food and Drink. It's, I mean, fucking coffee. Yeah, black Look coffee. How hot all that the time. coffee was, too. Yeah. Just in that mug, just just searing away at 140 degrees. What'd you have for the Den of Thieves Benny Hanna Award for Scene Stealing Location? I like when people have uh, like 
two completely rattled, obsessed people have a meltdown in a public place. So when they are at the like boathouse, when Barney's like, meet me at the boathouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then like he's just like jamming black coffee and smoking cigs. <laughs> And there, everybody's just like, what's up with this guy? I had the gas station. Okay. I thought they picked a great gas station. I have some info on it when we do later. Who'd you have for most cinematic shot? The Great Shack Order Award. I think waking up in the coffin. Yeah. In the lighter. Yeah. The Butch's Girlfriend Award for weak link of the film. It's interesting. So I have, Rita goes, she cracks the code. She drives to... Jeff is allegedly in the what do you say? The Army Reserves. Army Reserves. Yeah. She finds the not command. really explained. He just he no. goes and buys like a uniform and I guess has told Rita, like, oh, by the way, one weekend a month I have to go on training detail. And she's like, sounds good. There's 18 different reasons <laughs> she should have broken up to him. That's probably in the top four. <laughs> you went and bought a fake are army reserve. Are we not using the army reserves as an excuse enough? Yeah, <laughs> hey, <laughs> honey, I I know I got to go to Fort Bragg this weekend. They just need me down there, and then it's just like <laughs> all over Instagram is you at MGM Grand being like, I got a fucking three game parlay going. <laughs> um, so she goes there, finds the command post. The command and then post. He's like, yeah. I love you. I don't. And then he's yeah. like, I saw the book. I saw it. Like he has all this stuff about. It. I'm still in love with Rita. I, right. I look everywhere I look. And then he just kind of sits down in the bed. He's like, wow, I've, not only am I a loser, I've been caught. But you've read She's Untitled, my novel. Yeah, you've read my <laughs> terrible novel. She's out. Mm -hmm. I know she's like, oh, I'm a fighter. I don't know how to quit. It's like, nah, you're probably out. Nobody's going to fight this hard for this fucking loser. There's, you've got to be able to do better, Rita. That's my weak link. My, uh, I just don't see her sticking around for one more minute after this. My weak link is Rita's perma-sloshed friend from the diner who's just always <laughs> hanging out with her. <laughs> and it's like, oh, did your uh, your boyfriend, he got super obsessed with his vanished girlfriend? Let's just go get, let's go get tanked in the middle of the day <laughs> and leave funny voicemail messages. That's true. They should have, that should have been the extra 20 minutes at the end. It's just Barty then goes after her. Yeah. She's too drunk to even capture. What's age the worst? Hacky sack? Yeah. Always weird to watch anybody playing hacky sack now in in a movie. Um, answer machine messages as plot devices. Yeah, that's long gone. I, I this could have been a nip picking nits. I'm going to put it here. Why? First of all, why does Rita have that job? The diner job. She's working in a diner. Yeah, pulling double shifts and like pulling twin double peaks. shifts. Yeah. She's like. You know, really seems like she has her shit together. She's super attractive. And she's just like working in this weird diner in the middle of the night, dating guys like Jeff. Like, what happened to her? Well, the other question is, what happens in the intervening year that they get their shit together enough to like have like a pretty decent apartment with a yeah, view what's of her the job? Space Needle? Yeah. What's she like? Good news. I picked up the uh, lunch shift on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> I think so we, we can afford that three bedroom now. <laughs> Like, and we never see her work again, by the way. She has no other, there's no other point. She's never she's like, working. I got to go to work. Yeah. Because she's pretty impressive, right? She's she's smart. Yeah. She's a problem solver. She's resilient. She's tough. She's good at like, puzzles. She couldn't have, she couldn't have worked on like the supersonics, like in the ticket office. I love that we only have the concept of two <laughs> jobs for sub in Seattle. You can either, you can either work for the Sonics <laughs> or sub pop or do double shifts at a diner. Um, yeah, those are my what's age the worst, other than the fact that uh, the 
the reviews of this movie has aged the worst. And then, yeah, that's really it. That's all I have because I love this movie. I think Jeff's defensive driving and general emergency services awareness is just for shit. <laughs> Jeff just being like, I guess we're just stuck in this in this tr this dark tunnel. Yeah, let's stay in the dark tunnel. And I personally just think there's just no way you're walking off without her in the tunnel. Like when he's just like, yeah, that's a come breakup. on, Diane, just find, forget the flashlight. And he just like walks off to go get gas. She must have been sitting there for like two hours. What was good about dating Jeff Harriman? Nothing. He's like, he's all bent out of shape because he can't go mountain biking through like an abandoned lumber yard on Mount St. Helens. He's a fucking loser who yeah. didn't even know to fill his car with gas. And then, and then he loses her at the gas station. Well, he spends the next three years looking for her. It's like, I like when the, when Nancy Travis like, maybe she didn't want to be found. <laughs> yeah. And then, so his job, how did he make money for the three years? So was he a journalist? Because I was going to ask if you was thought, I? would you, if you came across a guy like Jeff, is that is that a potential blogger for you? No. <laughs> I was thinking for a what hey, stage the worst. Jeff, I read some of your stuff. You should work for page two. <laughs> We're looking for people like you, yeah. fucking weirdos, yeah. obsessed with somebody who's disappeared. Um, I think if Jeff exists now, he's unquestionably has a podcast called Vanish. Oh, he's just like, he's on Reddit. 19 hours a day. I think I think 2022, 23 is way better for Jeff Harriman. Oh, yeah. And also because you have so much more cameras, so many more cameras, you can track people's phones. Oh, yeah. They would have found her right away. Yeah, right. that's another what stage the worst. Because a gas station is not an undocumented, like, area. Like, yeah. you, you know. Good point. I have a... I guess this is what's which aged. I don't know if it's how... I guess it's the worst. We got Craig here who's, who's a aficionado on this subject. But just Diane being like... Can I get you an ice cold beer while we're driving? <laughs> That's true. You don't really see that very much anymore. Yeah. The guy in the passenger seat's just crushing, <laughs> crushing his throws while he's driving. I around. love it. <laughs> <laughs> but that really that went out of vogue. Ron Burgundy flew to word for best time for a pee break. Oh, I got this. I I had the uh, the book publisher pitching Jeff on. The That's book. awesome. Oh, you liked it? I just like that's <laughs> He's such a random character. Yeah, it's like why is it what's going on here? And I have I have Nancy Travis try to get the neighbor to tell the story of of Jeff kicking Barty's ass and she's just like, You're waking Elvis. And like it's I would be like a little bit more agitated about that. I had the crazy neighbor for the Ruffalo Hannah Rubinick Partridge yeah. overacting word. Nothing to tell, Miss Carmichael. Your boyfriend took to whomping on that man's head, then got in the car with him and drove off. Oh, God. Okay, Miss Carmichael, what else? Do you remember anything else? Yes, come to think of it, I do. S something odd. What? In the middle of everything, that little green leprechaun <sighs> popped off my Lucky Charms box and started dancing around. Magically delicious. Magically delicious. It's good. It's hard it's to like, give it to anybody but Bridges, but yeah. It's this person should be in an insane asylum. <laughs> She's just living across the hall, stuck under the lucky charms guy. <laughs> like there's crazy neighbor, and then there's like yeah. this person's in an alternate universe. Um, was there a better title for this movie? I don't think so. Your obsession was my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. SAS hottest take award. I'm okay with remaking foreign movies that I would never watch. This is a good one. This is a good one. I had a hard time finding an SAS hottest take for me, but this 
So let's, let's explore this a little bit. Yeah, because there's some, you know, like when they did Vanilla Sky, I was like, you know what? That other movie, I forget the name of it, that Vanilla Sky was right. based off of. What was it? Uh, Tell me. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but I really liked that movie, and I didn't think that needed... Open your it? eyes. Open your eyes. <laughs> Open your eyes was really good. Yeah. And I didn't think they needed to do an American version of it. You should just go see that one. This one, it's like, it's a 1988. It's like... You know, nobody was going to go to the theater and see a Danish horror movie in 1988. I think the Danish one actually did pretty well in art house movie theaters and became like a pretty revered movie. But I don't really have like a huge problem with it. I guess it's just more like, what are you bringing to it? Yeah. Like, like bring something. And they obviously brought a new ending. I feel like they brought a lot. (laughs) (laughs) They brought a lot of joy (laughs) last 30 years. They brought an obsession and a weapon. Do you, you have a hottest take or we keep going? We can keep going. Um, casting what ifs couldn't find any. Yeah, I couldn't find any either. Yeah, I looked. Not a lot of literature about this movie. You'd be surprised there weren't any like oral history. No, there has there was like there any mental floss twentieth anniversary pieces. A scant amount of scholarship about the re- the nineteen ninety three version of this movie. The Wikipedia was basically just. Um, a plot summary and then just critics savage again. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I found a, on half ass internet research, I found a, uh, an IMD message board thread where it's just guys being like, what would you do if you were buried alive? So I, I'm not sure if that's something that you've participated in. <laughs> the best that guy award, the crazy neighbor we mentioned, the lucky yeah. charms ladies played by Lynn Hamilton. Fred Sanford's girlfriend on Sanford and oh, Son. Oh, yeah. I was wow. like, where do I know her? And then I was like, oh, it was Sanford and Son. Deanne Waiter's award. We can either give it to Sandra Bullock or Sandra Bullock. She's fucking throwing smoke. (laughs) Three scenes. Great job by her. Recasting couch. Would you switch Nancy Travis and Sandra Bullock? I don't know that Sandra Bullock has the same charms if she's being driven crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's something about... She's better as the idea idea that you really miss. And that Nancy Travis actually does a really good job of being like man, life hasn't really worked out for me. I thought I, I bet right on this guy and that he was pulling it together. After three years, it seemed like he was finally over over this. It turns out a guy you meet in the middle of the night at the diner yeah. who's having a nervous breakdown. Who looks breakdown. like a vampire. He's been yeah. looking for the same girl for three years. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was a bad choice. Half-assed internet research. They filmed this all around Seattle. The cabin was in Monroe, Washington, and the setting for the gas station was the Mountainside Shell Station at North Bend, Washington. Yeah. The We mentioned the director stuff. Jeff Bridges, the fake arm cast thing, that was a Ted Bundy move. Oh. Uh, Bundy. He was on that for in the 70s for a while. Stanley Kubrick thought the original 1988 Vanishing was the most terrifying film he had ever seen. Including The Shining. Including The Shining. What do you think of the 93 version? Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't find any intel on that. <laughs> That's all I have for half-ass. I have one. Yeah. Well, actually, this is full-assed, I guess. But the whole, uh, you can't report a missing person after 24 hours, that's not real. Like you can do it within 24 hours? You can immediately, you can report a person missing immediately. But how come in every single movie or television show, the cops like, I can't really do anything about it. I texted my dad. He was a police officer. He was like, it's a complete myth. You you take the report immediately. Well, you can take the report. Do they start like sending out APBs and stuff like that? Yeah. He's like, the 24 hour thing is just a movie myth. Let's do it right now. Call and tell them Sean Fennessey is missing. (laughs) 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 Uh, They just be like, he's at Alamo Draft House, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Found him. 
Apex Mountain, it's a no Wait, for- Wait, did you have anything else on the gas station or were you just like, the gas station is just, that's where it is, North Bend. Why, do you want more gas station? Well, I just thought it's worth noting that like, they had like weight service at that gas station. Did you see like, there's people walking around with trays, like like bringing them to tables and stuff like that. We used to really like kick ass in this country. That should be a what's age the worst is what what happened to those awesome gas stations. I know you're you, right. People used to hang out like in high school. We used to like go to the AM PM, yeah, like, get a milkshake and a, sit get, there, get a case of beer, have a have a hot dog, yeah. hang out for a little while. You know, okay, should gas stations come back? Yeah, it's like a hottest take. <laughs> gas stations should be the new place to hang out. Apex Mountain Bridges, Kiefer. Nancy Travis and Sandra Bullock. Now, Nancy Travis, you could make a case like early 90s because this is in the So I Married an Axe Murderer. I still think it's internal affairs, but yeah. I was going to say So I Married an Axe yeah, Murderer. Yeah. But I guess that was the same time right around here. So we're in Apex Mountain range for her. Sure. Obviously not Apex Mountain for George Sluzer. Definitely not. Um, not for the Infinity Bracelet. <laughs> Characters named Barney. I have Barney Cousins finishing at least third. What about characters with the last name Cousins? <laughs> Maybe a little higher. Um, coffee, I think not Apex Mountain. Um, full service awesome gas stations. Maybe yeah. this was Apex Mountain for the big, nice, clean, spacious. In real life, like there's shit in the bathroom. Oh, God. And it's just, yeah, it's it's grisly. That's it. Not a lot of Apex Mountain. What about... Uh, self- you could say Seattle. We could add this to Seattle's Apex Mountain. Sure. Because it's right around the singles. Sonics. Say anything, it's a great four-year run. Yeah. Best racehorse name. (laughs) Probably Infinity Bracelet. How about The Vanishing? Well, that's good. He's vanishing. Here comes The Vanishing! Yeah. Uh, All right, one more break, and then we'll do some lot of nits to pick. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Sonic. You know what sounds good after a long day? Ice cream. I love ice cream. Right now is the perfect time to get some. Sonic has half-price shakes every night after 7 p.m. when you order online or in the app. Just think of it. All that creamy, soft serve, hand-mixed with your favorite flavors for half the price in any size. Listen, a lot of people like goofy shakes. I like vanilla shakes. You can throw 40 flavors at me. You know what I'm going to order? You know what I love the most? vanilla shakes. It's perfect because me and my family, at least once a week, we still all get ice cream together when we're together. Grab Sonic Half Price Shakes after 7 p.m. now. Exclusions apply. Available for a limited time only at participating Sonic Drive-Ins. Picking nits. So why doesn't Jeff think Diane ditched him? Not on the table for him? Well, this gets into the other nitpick is like, so is Diane an orphan? The the parents or the brother and the sister or nobody oh, is ever like, I'm in on this search too. And what's up with you, Jeff? Diane's dad's in town again. Yeah. Friends? Like, what, like nothing? Yeah. Diane must have had a lot of friends. She was cool. And I guess like it would have been- All her friends are trying to get her to break up with Jeff. Totally obvious that Diane never uses a credit card or whatever. Like there's no trace of Diane. So she is clearly gone. So why is Jeff like a laughing stock? You know what I mean when it comes to this? It's Maybe just like, we just assume that's all happened because it's been three years and everybody else gave up. I suppose so, but like he's still going on television. You know, he, also he's still getting booked on TV shows to talk about this. Yeah, but. seriously. What TV shows booking him? Local TV was amazing back then. Yeah. Uh, Rita's job stuff. Yeah. 
So she is she still a waitress? Is she working at that bar she goes to with her friend? I don't know. We but just don't know. We like, have no idea how she makes money. Wouldn't if you're Jeff, you beat up Barney, you're just calling the police, right? You kick the shit out of him, immediately call the police. Yeah, like is Barney's intent like implication that like there's nothing to connect him to the crime. So like if the police came, they'd be like, We have nothing to hold him on, and then he goes off and he never finds out about Diane again. But like Barney's no, using his real name. Jeff Bridges, I mean, Jeff Harriman could just be like, I'm going to go to your school every day and harass you and tell all your students that you abduct women and bury them. How about that? Would seem like a good strategy. Cancel Be- culture. Better strategy yeah. than just hopping in the car and then drinking some mystery coffee yeah. and ending up in a coffin. Rita is getting bombed with her friend yeah. at the bar. Within five minutes, Day she's drinks. sober yeah. and going to the police station <laughs> and cracking stuff. <laughs> What's up with the daughter in this movie? What's up with the wife? What's up with his family? Yeah. Why does the daughter want her dad to cheat on her mom so badly? It's also a teenage girl. She would be like, dad's so fucking weird all yeah. the time. She'd be like, oh, yeah. you're creep zone, dad. Like, what's going on with you? Yeah, she would be in her room listening to Soundgarden and her friend would come over with a nose earring and like pink hair. <laughs> and she'd be like, my dad's so fucking weird. Listen to what happened Listen today. to his accent. He's not Dutch. He's from, he's from Seattle. <laughs> um, this is a big one for me. And I've seen this movie way too many times. Okay. So he puts this stuff over. Jeff drinks the coffee. How long do we think Jeff's out for at that point? Uh, Maybe an well, hour max. No, because it's like he drinks the coffee. Is that supposed to be the same amount of chloroform that Jeff Bridges has in the beginning of it? Or is it, it? like Rahipnol? No, it's the chloroform. He's been he's been experimenting with it, so right, he knows so he's how gotta long. He's got to drive him from the gas station to his cabin. That's uh-huh. a half hour. and bury him. But he presumably already has a grave dug. If he has a grave dug, how, what if somebody comes over? It's like, hey, what's that? Why do you have a a half finished grave in the backyard? What's going on, <laughs> Dad? That's weird. So he's got to put Barney in the let's. Uh, he's got to put Jeff in the grave somehow. He's got to carry him from his car. Get him in the grave. Then he's got to like hammer it down, shovel it. This is like a three-hour project. I know. He bangs it out in like 45 minutes. Well, you And know. he's like got weird crippled Barney guy. He, there was no streaming TV. He had a lot of time to kill, you know? What other nitpicks did you have? Um, just for me, and I guess I'd be curious, Craig, if your dad could weigh in on this too, but like in every movie where there's a kidnapping and the guy's like reporting the, 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 the vanishing that's taking place, the first question the cop asks is like, have you guys been fighting recently? And if it's me, I'm just going to be like, nope. nope. I was throwing a perfect game. Like, honestly, I never... <laughs> We've so like, never been so more in love. So let's skip to the part where you start looking. Like, rather than, like, debate whether or not I should or shouldn't have gotten gas or whatever. Yeah. But he's like, he tells him, he's like, oh, yeah, well, it wasn't a fight. It was really more of a thing. And the cop's You know, like, that's a possible Coach Finstock award for best life lesson. Yeah, if a cop asks you if you've fought with your recently vanished spouse, right? just say no. I just wonder if it's Boy Who Cried Wolf. Like, they've gotten that so many times. My girlfriend's missing, and then it turns out they had a fight that that's now what they ask. But maybe yeah, but like, is why is it a con- It's not incumbent on you to tell the truth. It's like, oh, yeah, she was killing me because I really wanted to go mi- mountain biking earlier, and, and she didn't. Yeah. Sequel, prequel, prestige, TV, all black cast are untouchable. I'd like to talk out a couple of these. <laughs> <laughs> all black cast, sign me up. I mean, they've been doing the all black cast thing. With Why, the, where's Peacock on this? <laughs> well, that, Omar Epps and they, yeah. they, they, there's this whole genre where they're just remaking some of these. I watch all of them. Um, prequel, a Barney prequel. Like, I, you I feel like at we least got get it. my attention. We got it. Yeah, we can go I'd like a to, I would watch a Jeff and Diane get together pre- prequel, though. Um, 
Prestige TV is where this gets really fun. Well, that's it is Prestige TV. This it's is like, what it should have been, is right? Like the killing, yeah, yeah, Mayor of Easttown. Like the whole first episode is just it would just be the two of them, right? Yeah, and then she disappears at the end. Second episode, we go backwards to Barney trying to well, slowly become a Well, what they would maniac. probably also do if it was a prestige TV show is they would not give up Barney in the first. Barney is looming. Like, you don't have the reveal that it's Barney did it. It's like how Fleischman, you don't realize yeah. till like episode six that the guy was basically Satan. Yeah. It was a slow reveal. <laughs> is this movie better with Wayne Jenkins, Danny Trejo, Catherine Hines, Steve Buscemi, Sam Jackson, JT Walsh, or Philip Baker Hall? Well, it's like, well, there's so many choices. <laughs> God damn, Jeff! I didn't know your obsession was my weapon! It's been a pretty fucking easy kidnapping, I gotta tell you. Your obsession took over. <laughs> but also, what if Wayne Jenkins was the cop? Excuse me, sir, is you, you and your girlfriend getting a little fight earlier on? Yeah, maybe that explains her sudden disappearance. <laughs> they should just digitally impose. You're going into to jail a long fucking time, big man. <laughs> oh, that and a fucking brick. Um, just one Oscar. Who gets it? Bridges. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's by default. Probably unanswerable questions. <laughs> I got one here for you. <laughs> is this movie better or worse if Kiefer is playing Lieutenant Kendrick? having been discharged from the Marines. Oh, yeah. And now he's living in Seattle <laughs> trying to get his life back together. So this is working great. Out a this is great. Would you rather have this part of the A Few Good Men extended universe or the singles extended universe? The singles would be pretty good. Yeah. I think having Cliff wandering around <laughs> outside while... Fucking Instead of the Jeff magic charms lady. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, I was listening to Super Unknown too loud. <laughs> I couldn't hear her. Uh, I mentioned is this movie an allegory for the Kiefer Julia aborted wedding very possible um, this is going to get dark for a second I apologize <laughs> is it possible he was molesting the daughter is oh, that man. inferred because at one point when when Nancy Travis picks up the daughter and they're talking she's like are you having an affair and blah blah, blah. Uh -huh. and then she goes daddy says romance has to be secret well he says that about Wuthering Heights in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking creep. Yeah. But I, I, don't think that, the table. I don't think he's doing anything with Denise. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. What do you have for an answer? Uh, most unpredictable bounce back season, Geno Smith 2022-23 or Jeff Harriman 93-94. to <laughs> Where Jeff, it's like three years later and Jeff is just Best like, I'm wearing a funny hat and I'm just joking around with Rita. <laughs> we got this great place in Seattle. But... but that's not what was going on. No, I he know. I mean, there's a lot of projecting. Uh, also, like, does Barney ever get out of, like, wandering around Pike Place and, like, asking women where the post office is? Yeah. At what point are, do the cops kind of intervene with Barney? Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's there's like this weird guy wandering around just asking. And just asking where the post office is constantly. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, best double feature choice with this movie. You could do the, you could do the original. Oh, that's interesting. That's a tough four hours, though. I was thinking Jagged Edge because you get a little Jeff, another thriller, but you get oh, Jeff yeah. Bridges. Oh, I actually had another handsome, normal unanswerable Jeff question. What's your unanswerable? Um, how did Jeff and Rita explain Barney's death? Jeff hits him with a shovel. 
And then the next scene is like, they're just like selling the book and being like, we don't drink coffee anymore. <laughs> you know, it's what, <laughs> like, I, I meant to put that in what stage the worst. That was this weird well, they late 80s, early 90s. Cut like a new ending, ending yeah. of that movie on. And it's almost parody of itself to see them like be like, oh, no coffee for us. <laughs> well, it's a little like misery, right? But wouldn't, wouldn't Barney's kid be like, where's my dad? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't there be an investigation to where this professor went? There's a lot of questions about and the is next Diane's 48 fate hours. revealed? Yeah, they're exhuming Diane's skeleton. Yeah. Um, Barney's daughter and wife are now like, oh my God, we lived with a fucking wow, murderer. I, I never would have guessed. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's another 20 minutes that easily could have been yeah. in this movie of like, uh, oh man, it all makes sense now. Dad would go in the... That time, oh, that time he put the coffin in the... Yeah. Dirt in the back. <laughs> when Shit, dad no. was just like, I'm moving out to go work on a cabin <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. Um, oh, I had another unanswerable question. How did Jeff's book do? I think, it, well, Jeff's book with Rita. So now yeah, they're yeah, co-writing. Well, what's it say? That's what I'm saying. Is like, is it about how they killed this guy and then got away with it? Or is it about how like, yeah. yeah it's about I, our experience searching for Diane and we found love. I think it's more I like bet a it did People pretty well. Magazine type of book. I, it's, it seems like a National Enquirer kind of thing. Yeah. What do you think Rita brought to the table as a <laughs> 12 to 5 diner waitress? I think waitress it's just like a condition a of, of her like staying with him is like, guess what? We're doing this together now. No more, no more passwords on your computer. I had in the Indian Red Zawatne Award for what happened the next day. I just wrote down, tough beat for Barney's family. Um, <laughs> the cabin's probably not reselling that thing. No, probably not. Nobody's buying the cabin where Diane was rotting in a in a coffin. Did they? nobody notice like the hump? If you're in somebody's backyard and there's a hump where it seems like it's the exact yeah. length yeah, of a body. Terrible job of digging the grave. I know. Yeah. I guess it was like there's not really anybody around. That's also like that whole weird scene in the beginning where he asks the guy in the boat, like, <laughs> did you hear a child scream last night? Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing it as Irish, but it is how it's going to I like that. It was like, bitch, he's <laughs> shared for a second. Hey! This is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear those kids' screams? No. And he's like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Good. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Um, what piece of memorabilia would you want from this movie? The thermos. I had the thermos. The infinity bracelet would be a little. I weird. also the really like uh, Jeff's Jeep, the red Cherokee. Mm. Coach Finstock Award, <laughs> best life lesson. <laughs> don't drink the coffee. Just don't. Do you think that Barney's talents as a communicator were wasted as a professor? Like, do you think he would have been a better analyst for like <laughs> NFL analyst? Like a halftime guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Barney. <laughs> I mean, Brock Purdy's out there dealing. He's just like, Kyle Shanahan's obsession is my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have for one the movie? Bridges. Me too. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for producer Craig, <laughs> who... I'm guessing I'd never seen this movie. No. I, I you started to, watching the wrong movie. I had to text you. Yeah, there's a, Ger a Gerard Butler movie in 2018 called The Vanishing. Yeah. Oh, we should have put that in What's Age the Worst. I hate when they take titles from... I'll tell you what's Age the fucking Worst. It's just, it's just stupid that how hard it is to find movies right now. It's, yeah. yeah, we have 40 fucking streaming and things. And so few of them have like complete libraries and now it's just like... I'm subscribed to like every streaming service and I pretty much have to, you rent, have to rent every it every time. We do. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. There's this app. I don't remember if I mentioned it called Just Watch. Yeah, I use free. it now. Yeah, and you can find 
And even just watch was like, I don't know where this fucking yeah, movie like, is. Like, which which vanishing? It's like the sure thing was like that too. Yeah. So she's like, nowhere. It's like just go look on YouTube. So what do you think? Am I crazy that I think Jeff Bridges is like really good? <laughs> <laughs> You're not. I mean, it's Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I think he's great. Uh, I, ignorance is bliss. I had no idea about the Dutch version, and I love this movie. Did you? Good. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought it was great. The premise is perfect. It's yeah. so good. I don't know. It's actually like pretty complex. I tried to like explain. Liz was like, "So what was that about?" And it took me like 10 minutes to kind of get through it because I was like, oh, wait, no, then there's this part. Well, it turns into like three different movies, yeah. Yeah. right? But the first version of it, it's like, I still remember when Premiere Magazine was writing about like when you, and I read about this. And when you can do like in a sentence, like a couple stop at a gas station and she inexplicably disappears, throwing his life into turmoil is like, cool. Let's see this. Yeah. It really works. Also, Sandra Bullock. Really fun. Lights out. Yeah. Really great. Same thing for speed. I always it's awesome felt like when you're like when they have the shot and this would be another great shot, Gordo, is the shot in the bathroom when you realize Nancy Travis is putting on her clothes. You're like, oh, things are about to get weird. <laughs> Where'd she get the wig though? Could this movie have gotten weirder would have been a yeah. good unanswerable question. Yeah. Also, just like finding out something via an answering machine, like her on the phone, hearing it, hearing him go, Hello, Je- hello, Jeff. It's me. And she's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Great move. Another movie. good turn the weird dial up a little bit was it be it would be if Barney's wife was in on this and like kind of was like Ooh, this is this is cool oh, she was like, like, like the mastermind like let's kidnap women that'll be like keep spice in our own there's marriage. no way he's still married there's just no way she's hanging around Barney's wife huge cock apparently <laughs> Barney, really hung like a fucking bear um, I'm glad you like this though because I really did I couldn't I was like I love this movie well because everyone we've done some some this is definitely one for us yeah but like when we did eight millimeter, like I can see the case for people going eight millimeter, man. Eight millimeter is dark, but it's actually a pretty coherent movie. This it's, movie is pretty out there. I, this movie's fucking insane. Yeah. Ryan Johnson is like bringing back the like mystery, like the Columbo. Yeah, doing glass onion. Somebody just needs to like start remaking these movies with yeah. With like, stars. but this is what I'm saying. It's like when even a movie like The Rental, like that came out a couple years ago, yeah, gets marketed more as like a horror rather than like five kids go to an Airbnb where they get terrorized by somebody. Like, it's it's more of like a horror movie than it is like a from hell thriller, which was like basically what all we watched in the early 90s. Yeah, we had the Die Hard in a blank. We had the from hell. Yeah, roommate from hell, ex from hell. I don't know where this is, hell. but this was definitely also in the universe. It's just, it's in that Cape Fear kind of like, oh my God, like, and you can't, it's this thing that, you, the whole thing with Cape Fear is that like, they can't get, rid of Lewis, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Barney, man. Like, I know that you, like the horror genre is easier to sell because you don't need stars. Like the horror genre itself is like the star. Yeah. But I, I don't know. If you cast, like you said, I think if you did Chris Evans and Florence Pugh and whoever else. Well, one, you know what? A good si- sign of this is how well the menu did. Yeah. The menu is kind of more, it, it's more about like class stuff or whatever, but it's like, it's like the restaurant from hell, essentially. Yeah. It would seem like it would make sense to do it as a prestige TV where every season somebody vanishes, which I guess is a little like what The Missing, what was that show? The Missing? Yeah, The stars? Missing did that. The, but way more I commercial mean, even like, like White this. Lotus, it's like, oh, there's a murder. I feel like that, I, I don't want to sit here for eight episodes. I just want to watch it in an hour 45. Well, I mean, the hour 45, I've been kind of watching like this with a bunch of the rewatchables, especially the 93 ones. And you can just tell like with the hour 45s, you're like, this is actually like the perfect length for a movie. Yeah, you're right. Or maybe that's the series is each episode. It's like Black Mirror. Yeah. Somebody mm. vanishes. This was produced by Craig Horlbeck and Barney. 
His obsession was Should our we go weapon. Get some roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> Let's go get some roast beef. And uh, we'll see you in the rewatchables next time.